Hi, I'm Neil Nix from the Truth Lies Shenanigans podcast. After every live recording, we find ourselves having very intense post-show conversations. And for our subscribers, we decided to leave the record button on so you can listen in. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button, and you'll never miss any of our shenanigans. Now, in our live show, Season 3, Episode 17, COVID and Living Wills, we had nurse practitioner Dr. Marjorie Simpson share with us what she's seeing in the hospitals and nursing homes. And she expressed how important it is to make sure you have designated someone to manage your care if you become incapacitated. We also talked about Joe Rogan, Ronald McDonald House evictions, the man walking around with a pig heart in his chest, and the story that carried over into the after show, middle schoolers in Mississippi being asked to wear shapewear to help with their body image. Dr. Simpson stuck around for the after show, and our discussion got really deep into the sexualization of little girls, with me asking the ladies, when was the first time they, as little girls, felt sexualized? Take a listen. Obvious it is that I have a bronzer. Look at my face and look at my hand. You have a bronzer? <laughs> my hand looks exactly like Robbie right now. <laughs> I've been getting some sun, Liz. Those minus 30 days are very conducive. <laughs> we were out, actually, there's nothing like skiing in the snow with the reflection of the sun off of the snow. Oh my God, I got some oh, great yeah. hands in Finland oh, during the winter. The, oh, yeah. um, the light play from the moon uh, just this last because it hasn't been overcast and it's been a very fresh snow. So just all of those beautiful crystals wow. for the light to refract off of. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. I love it. I love it. So Dr. Marjorie, thank you for sticking around just to let you know how I just jump in whenever you feel like you want to say something. That's how we run the after show. It's just like, I don't know if you remember when you were on before. We just, after the show, we always talked. So we just keep talking. <laughs> so it's the same thing. We just kind of just keep in the cameras rolling, keeping the uh, the record button on. So, no. Can I, can I talk about the pig heart? Yeah, go ahead. What do you have to say about the pig oh, heart? Yeah. I think they could have chosen a better poster child. It would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. It would have been nice if they had po- a better poster child. But I don't know. I still feel like, hey, you know, it, like, like, I guess well, I'll go with Robbie's term, piece of shit. I mean, if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna try, because I mean, he has a chance of living. I mean, he might live another two. What? He might live a month, two months. Who knows, right? He, he, he could live a longer life, but you know, the the chances of him living a long life are unlikely. But we'll learn a lot from whatever happens to mm-hmm. him. So. We will learn from it. But it would have been nice to have a better poster child. <laughs> Yeah. Are we recording right now? Really we are recording right now. Yes. We're so live I, right now. I, again, again, my my issue, and I agree with Dr. Simpson here, my issue has been, you know, his yeah. response because he one, he only was sentenced to 10 years in prison for his violent act, which leads to our previous topic in conversation about mandatory sentencing. And this is one of the reasons why a part of me is just like, there are a lot of criminals who are getting off with some shit. Like you stab someone repeatedly and paralyze him and you only get 10 years and then he only served five yeah. crazy. But in addition yeah. to that, he paid nothing in terms of restitution. Oh, I didn't know. So that. I, I just, mm. oh yeah, he paid. So, so he's the, a piece state of shit. Ordered him, the state <laughs> ordered him initially to pay like 25,000, but then the family sued him and was awarded 3.4 million in the civil suit and he has paid not a dime 
mm. not a dime. Mm. Um, and so it, it doesn't sit right with my soul, um, but I do appreciate the what we can learn yeah. in terms of medical advancements from this. I just, like Rob said, this guy is a piece of shit and it just, it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. It, it does. Mm. It does. Now, so that's why I, I hope, you know, he's suffering. No morphine, mm. no Vicodin, no Percocet for him. Let him mm. sit there and suffer. <laughs> I, and I did have a question about the Spanx topic that we had. So mm. last year, a user on Reddit asked women the first time that they felt sexualized. Right. That was it. So basically the question was, uh, girls oh. and women, how old were you the first time someone made a sexually inappropriate comment to you? How did you react? And did it affect how you saw yourself and acted? So some women had stories like being 13, an old dude came up to me while eating banana, said, you look good eating that banana in your mouth. Yeah. Or nine-year-olds receiving cat calls, seven-year-olds with men pointing out that they can see their underwear. It was stories of 11-year-olds with boys touching their their butt or breasts, preteens with adult men discussing their breasts as they were growing in. So I'm curious... Do you know or remember the first time any of you felt sexualized and how did it make you feel? And Lizzie, you had your hand up. So go ahead. No, just talking about, you know, because I developed breasts when I was nine. Um, and so, you know, the guys at school didn't know how to process that. So there was a lot of reaction from that. But, you know, a lot of reaction from adult males mm -hmm. as well. So I would say for me, the first time, um, but not even understanding, though. There's, I, I think people need to realize, like, as a young girl, sometimes you don't understand that you are being sexualized. You are being yes. But, but the first time I heard comments probably was around 10, was around 10. Wow. But it, it normally even starts before that, before they even get into the body, because you have a lot of young girls where um, adults often refer to them in reference to their beauty how pretty they are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. also, that was like a lot of stories too. A lot yeah, of the stories. They don't do, adults don't tend to do that with male, right? Before a little girl, how pretty she is. Oh, all the boys going to be lining up. Like th there's a lot yeah. of conversation that goes into that. That doesn't necessarily pinpoint body parts, but <clears throat> excuse me, that I think is inappropriate for people to referring to young ladies. Um, I mean, so I, I know this is a personal question, Dr. Simpson, but was there a time that you recall first being um, sexualized as a child, a young girl? Yeah, um, and I guess it was probably around the age of 11 or 12, and it was a creepy old dude in the neighborhood um, mm -hmm. who made an absolutely disgusting comment to me that I didn't even know what it meant at that time. Exactly. Um, but I knew it was not a comment that I wanted to receive. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just gross. It was not cute. It was not funny. Um, not flattering. Does it make you not, feel No. And, and at that age, you know, it, not knowing how to really process that comment and what to do with it, you know? Yeah. Ellen, what about you? So my experience, um, is a little bit different. So growing up, I had short hair and I wore clothes from the boys department. So until I was about 13 or 14, I, when I had like grown my hair out so that I could put it back, 
every every single person that I met initially thought that I was a boy. So I moved through life um, being treated by strangers as a boy. And I always noticed the stark contrast in how adults treated me when they found out that I was a girl. I was no longer like, you know, they wouldn't interact with me, like asking, you know, like how adults talk to kids, like, what are your interests, buddy? You know, if they, if you're a girl, they comment on your appearance, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to feel in some way flattered as like a nine or 10 year old with older men telling you that you look good in some way. Like it just doesn't connect. Um, and then we're further sexualized, you know, in middle school, I went to a Christian middle school and mm. we were taught to think that, you know, if we wore a tank top yep. that we were tempting men, like somehow are, we were these sexual beings that could only be seen that way. If we were not to wear, you know, sweatshirts basically in 90 degree weather. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just an attitude. I can't pinpoint a certain time because it's just an attitude that you, grow up with as a woman. Yeah. When I saw that story online, it it resonated and it brought up this memory of this question. And it just happened. I mean, this question was just last year and all the stories that I had read about like these young girls and their first times being sexualized by men. And I can just imagine the confusion in their minds about what, what are you talking about? I'm just a little girl. I'm just a, a child. You know, I'm just, I'm just going through life, happy go lucky. And then now all of a sudden you're telling me my butt looks good. You know, yeah, I, I can imagine this This is confusing initially. I'm curious, like, was there a time when you recognized the sexualization and you were okay with it? Did it ever become a time when you're like, okay, I get it. This is what boys do, or this is what, you know, girls do, or this is what people do. Was there a time when you like, just got it? It made sense? And I, I'm specifically, yes, I'm sorry, Rob, I'm not asking you because I'm asking ladies. Simply because <laughs> yeah, no, 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 the no, topic no, was yeah. about ladies, I mean, girls, young girls. You know, I, I, I have a I daughter and I'm a sexual that. being. I, I get it. I got nothing to say on it. Got it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I would say that yes and no, because, you know, there are instances where you are a young lady. And let's be clear, this behavior isn't just um, coming from males. Okay. There are females who participate Encouraging in this it. as well. I can imagine. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it depends on, you know, sometimes, you know, I think in our adolescence, if it's a person that you like, that you're interested in, you're like, okay, perhaps it's okay. And you mm. play up to it. That makes sense. Um, but I remember, you know, when I first moved to New York at 20, I think I was 23 and I did not understand why I just couldn't walk down the fucking street. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Forget about it. And not be catcall. And it just, it, it bothered me because I'm just like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. But one thing I want to point out very quickly before you go back to Ellen and Dr. Simpson is that it also happens. We also tend to do this with children. I think it may be a generational thing. We also do tend to do this with children in the way we try to teach them or make them feel like they can't say no to adult affection. They can't mm-hmm. say no if yes. auntie or the uncle hugs. wants to kiss mm-hmm. them. The mm-hmm. hugs, the sit on the lap. Like, I remember being little and, mm-hmm. you know, getting admonished because I didn't want people coming up to me, random people coming up to me wanting to hug and kiss. And then if you kind of pull mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. they tell on you to your parents right. or to your guardian. 
And then that mm-hmm. guardian is like, what is wrong with you? You better give them some sugar because that's mm-hmm. what it's called. Mm-hmm. You better give them mm-hmm. some sugar. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, so I have no voice or control over my body at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, for me, that's where it really starts, you know, because it's See, usually toddlers or kids. Go ahead, Rob. I, I, had, I had those similar experiences as a child where mm-hmm. that's, it was, it was mm-hmm. forced upon me. And it was just like, no, I don't want to give this person, give, give them a kiss on the lips. That. And it's like, well, I don't want Especially to. Especially on the lips. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know these know, people. Like, my grandmother is a chain smoker with a prickly mustache. I don't want to kiss her. Thank you. It was always the hairs for me. Oh my god! Yeah. So and that's something that I railed against. And then and then when then as it was my dad really who who pressed that. My mom was pretty good, but when my dad would try to do that to Michael, well, well, you know, tell him to come give me a kiss. No, I'm not going to do that. Absolutely not. If the child doesn't want to give you affection right now, respect the boundary. This is a person yep. mm-hmm. with feelings. Oh, mm-hmm. No, yes. I'm not going to force Just a small person. Let me jump in real quick. Yeah. So, I mean, now growing up, I never really felt sexualized, right? Personally, as a boy. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie mentioned it, you know, as boys and girls, it's just different. But I don't know. I think there were times where there are times growing up that I wished I were sexualized, <laughs> where there were people who were interested in me physically or, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, because just you know, or, or to get those comments, I have a feeling that it's not the same for girls. I would use a different word than sexualized. Okay, well, what's I the word was you just going to thank you, Ellen. I was what, just going to say that. What word would that. you use? Would you use? <laughs> I think that sexualized implies that you're being seen as a sexual object without your consent, as yeah. opposed to someone who you have an interest in, and they are recognizing that you are attractive or interesting in some way. I, I think that's know. totally I, different. From I being, don't know. I, I don't think I would have liked to say, "Oh, he has a nice butt." I would. I would like to heard that a few times, or you know, he's got sure. some nice I mean, abs, or he's got some. I don't know. I would have liked it. Well, women want not, to. I mean, not, in some way, sexualization. That's not exactly. like sexualization is not a positive term at all. It's not any someone that you want. It's not being seen as attractive by someone that you want to see attractive. I it's think being Marjor- seen as a sexual object by yeah. everyone. I, I think it's how you say it too. And and um, you know, and, and to compliment someone and say, Wow, you, you look great. Have you been working out? is very different from wow, your your buns are looking good. Or, you know, do you yeah. compliment someone and say, I really like your blouse, or wow, you really fill that blouse out. That's very different right. type of of compliment and compliments are wonderful. People love compliments. And, you know, with children, I try, particularly with young girls, not to compliment them on their appearance or their pretty clothes or whatever, or I'll try to compliment them on, wow, you're really smart. You must do really well at school and, and try and compliment them on, you know, their successes and, you yeah, know, you're and really bubbly. You're really happy. I mean, their love, achievements, your, your joyful, wonderful smile. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. I feel you, but yeah. I don't know. I still feel I, like I, just, I don't know. I still feel like I would have, I would have liked a few of those. You wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> no, you compliment wouldn't be, because I you wouldn't I definitely wouldn't want it from you adult men. I mean, adult women or adult men though, like that though. But see, you there you as, as a teen, as a sixteen-year-old, I was absolutely sexualized by a man in his forties, fifties, and it made me very uncomfortable. Just the tangent that the conversation took made me feel very uncomfortable and i knew that he wanted me and i felt very threatened but it just that feeling it was just like 
no, dude, like this is fucked up. Like I'm not interested mm-hmm. in you that way. What? No, stop. So I guess in and that I, think, point, I can appreciate I what some of the ladies are sharing. I think that's important to point out though, Rob, in that there's a threat in sexualization yeah. versus okay. a, an innocuous compliment. There's a okay. threat. There's a lack of because consent. The person, exactly. Exactly. All right, so comments online, Jacqueline Robinson. Unfortunately, this has been going on for decades. I recall walking across the street, and because I developed early, drivers would honk their horns, and boys at school would try to cop a feel. Uh, she also That's says, gross. we now tell parents, especially mothers, to stop insisting that their children sit on Uncle Ray Ray's lap or give him or Aunt Vi some sugar, especially if the yep. child is clearly uncomfortable. I will say my mom with my sister, Olivia, she wouldn't let men touch her, be around her. You know, they couldn't be alone in the same room. No sitting on laps. No, she protected her very well from those type of, uh, you know, she didn't have to hug anybody, um, Mm -hmm. which was a good thing. was a good thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of bad things, but that was a good thing from a good thing. But let's be clear. It's not just men. No, that's true. It's aunties as well. It's aunts as well. It's grandmothers. It's aunts. It's mama's best, you know, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like if a young kid says, I don't want that person in yeah. my personal space, mm-hmm. they should not be forced to give up their personal space. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, southern mothers, they'll whack you upside the head if you say no. Like it's, yeah. there's a lot of intimidation yeah. that goes with that yeah. for young kids. I wanted to respond to one of your questions earlier about, did you get used to it? And Liz, mm-hmm. you said something interesting where it's like, you know, you kind of get used to the ways of the world, especially if you like someone and you want them to look at you that way. I never got used to it as a gay woman. Cause I never thought I never saw anything appealing about the way that men talked about women. Basically. I never saw any charm in that. Um, and you know, even now when men hit on me, I get really uncomfortable because I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't want to tell you that I'm, I don't want to necessarily tell you that I'm gay because then you could be homophobic and then this could become a whole other issue. Right. So I think that, you know, um, it's, it's hard to see past it. And like you were saying, like, maybe you like the person that's usually not the case. That's the whole thing with this word sexualization is that it can be done by anyone. It's not a compliment that you're getting from someone that you think it's cute and you guys are flirting back and forth. This is a, if you are sexualized by one person, you are like, it is, you are sexualized by everyone else. It's not like, you know, this one person thinks you're cute at a bar and then they talk about your butt. It's like, this is a whole culture where Mm -hmm. people are convinced that they should not have any boundaries for themselves, you know? And that's the difference between, you know, the language and the terminology, the difference between saying sexualization versus receiving a compliment. Like, yes, there have been moments when I've been out and about and I want this guy to notice me. 100%. (laughs) But that's me choosing. That's me choosing. And me playing up to that, if you will. But if I'm just out minding my business, I'm not looking at you. I'm not giving you any signals. I'm literally walking from the subway to my job. There was this one guy, and it's going to be a little bit vulgar, but this one guy back in um, New York City, I think I had been there like maybe six months. You know, I'm walking from the subway into the office, and this guy was like, ooh, I just want to sit on your face. <laughs> wait, oh, wait a okay, minute. Okay, wow. And again, wow, this that's is New forward. York City. All right, so let me, okay, well, let me ask you this. So we, we have, okay, we have, we have all this. I know we're out of time, but we have music, we, we, you know, social music. There, you, you three 
are a different type of woman. There are women who appreciate the sexualizations uh, or seem to. I will say, I don't say they will. They do. I say they seem to appreciate them. For example, we have Cardi B talking about some wet-ass pussy and, and all these other songs about Megan Thee Stallion talking about, hey, talking about her own ass and, and all these other stuff. And, you know, so when we have men in society hearing this and they're thinking that or they get with women like this and they think all women are like this, why is there such a discrepancy? Why do men have such a, you're, according to what you just said, why is it men that have the problem with seeing the difference between the two? Like there are tons of, you know, artists, tons of singers, rappers, male singers, rappers who talk about their dicks all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm not accepting, you know, that (laughs) as expectations of what I'm going to get from an interaction with the guy. So why does it seem like males tend to have the problem? Even when Ellen was talking about the in school where, you know, young ladies are more harshly judged about their appearance and what they're wearing and how that the young men in the situation in the school might react to that. Why are men so sympathetic in this situation? Yeah, I don't know that I was trying to say that men are sympathetic. I'm just asking. No, I'm not saying that you're trying to say, but that that seems to be what we're dealing with in society. Because, you know, in a lot of schools, for example, young ladies can't wear shorts that are a certain length Mm -hmm. because it might affect how the young boys in the school will react. And and that's how they phrase it. But what I'm saying is, what I'm trying to say is what you three are saying is very different than what I hear Cardi B's and Megan Stallions of the world saying as far as it comes to sexualization. So I'm curious. Okay. Well, that's them professionally. That's professionally. Selling sex. I was just saying that they're, they're talking about their own bodies. They're singing about their own bodies and what they like about it. That's very different from walking down the street and having unwelcome comments. And you don't know how far that person's going to take it. Do you have to look over your shoulder? Are they going to follow you? Do you have to, you know, what type of security measures do you have to put into place because you don't know this person who's made a, a sexual comment to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Simpson, you're right, because these young ladies, these rappers, these famous rappers or singers or whatever, they have security details. They have the privilege to boast about these things. The three of us don't. <laughs> like I'm walking down the street on my own. Ain't nobody, you know, coming to yeah. my rescue. All right, Ellen, I'm gonna give you the last comment. Yeah, I just don't think that other women hear Cardi B and think, oh my god, I hate what she's doing for the women. She's objectifying women, you know, we're sexualizing it like we're being sexualized. We've always been sexualized. We are always going to be sexualized. And for two women to put out to put out a song that was extremely extremely popular, had a hard ass beat, had great flows in it. That was about that, like basically over sexualizing themselves to a degree that was almost satirical, right? This is not a serious song. It's a, it's a, it's a, like, it's, you know, they knew the response. I mean, I I know we're, we're, I know we're on that one song, but there are lots of songs like that. I know. There are also lots of porn stars. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of males who sex, who have like extremely sexual. But I don't think a porn star necessarily speaks for me. 
and how I should be treated and how I should be, you know, seen in the world. Like that's their thing. I am no Jenna Jameson. Let me tell you. Um, And I I think, I think what men need to do is realize that is realize that, you know, they have these fantasies of what women should be where they're taught. I think men need to realize that that is not everyone and we can't just treat everyone the same. And it really appalled me when I heard the stories of like your stories of, um, uh, women and girls, particularly girls, being treated in that way, sexualized in that way. It just really appalled. If anyone wants to think about it, think about where we are with R. Kelly. R. Kelly recruited mm. his victims from high school, from high school. Aaliyah was 14. Yeah. A lot of the young ladies who testified in his trial were between the ages of 13 and 15 during their first interaction with him. Like this is this is a thing. Like it's it's a lot of these guys are preying on young girls at very young ages. It's called grooming. Yeah. And that's because they're vulnerable. They don't know how to say no. They don't know what the boundaries are supposed to be. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. All right. It's the process of yeah, teaching girls that this is an okay way to be interacted with by other other people. Or, you know, little boys too. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got to shut it down. We're over on time. So I appreciate all of your thoughts, ladies. Ellen, Lizzie, Dr. Simpson. Appreciate you being very. And Rob. Thank you, Dr. Simpson. And, and Rob, ladies. For being very candid. So it was a very good conversation. So I'm any an final words, uh, Dr. Simpson? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for letting me hang out with you again today. I hope you'll, I hope you'll have me back. Oh, yeah, I would love to have yes, you. Yes, please come back. Please come back. All right. Great. Great. Be safe. Be safe, Dr. Simpson. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great evening.